Today on The Good Word, we're talking about the many forms of work and well-doing. I'm sure you've heard the tale of the ant and the grasshopper before, but maybe not quite like this. The ants worked all summer gathering food while the grasshopper sang and played his fiddle day in and day out. The queen ant tried to warn him winter would be coming sooner than he thought, and if he didn't prepare, he might starve. The grasshopper just left and kept on fiddling. Then, of course, winter did come, and the grasshopper found himself hungry at the ant's door, begging for shelter and food. You tried to tell me, he said, please have mercy and share your food. The queen sighed, I'm afraid only those who work can eat among the ants. You sang and played all summer for yourself, so now take your fiddle, she glanced at her fellow ants, and play for us. We've been working hard and need a little fun. The ants had worked all summer for their food, so the grasshopper worked all winter for their entertainment. So this is not the way the story usually turns out, right? In this version, the grasshopper didn't have to do what the ants did to provide for himself, but he did need to do something. There are lots of different ways to be productive and fruitful, but whatever we end up choosing, we can't sit idly by and expect to get something from nothing. And it's okay that our contribution to the world could be different than our neighbor's because we're different from our neighbor. While this parable may seem to be focused wholly on mortality, work is both a practical and a spiritual principle. When Paul wanted to inspire more unity among the saints, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, he gives this advice on how a congregation of believers should act and work. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busy bodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. No matter what worthy cause we choose for ourselves, it's going to take time and effort to accomplish it. Ultimately, our success and progress comes down to our willingness and ability to work. The Lord worked to create the earth, to lead His people, and to provide the ultimate sacrifice for us, and expects us, as His children and followers, to be industrious as well. It's never about quantity for the Lord, only about the quality and commitment of our efforts. Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf puts work in perspective by giving this grander view of the everyday. How I admire men, women, and children who know how to work. How the Lord loves the laborer. He said, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. And the laborer is worthy of his hire. He also gave a promise. Thrust in your sickle with all your soul and your sins are forgiven you. Those who are unafraid to roll up their sleeves and lose themselves in the pursuit of worthwhile goals are a blessing to their families, to their communities, to their nations, and to the Church. The Lord doesn't expect us to work harder than we are able. He doesn't, nor should we, compare our own efforts to those of others. Our Heavenly Father asks only that we do the best we can, that we work according to our full capacity, however great or small that may be. Putting in the time and effort is what sets apart those willing to work. 
It's not even a question of outward recognition or reward, but the inner self-assurance that our labor has been worthwhile and helpful to others. The Lord has given us much to try, much to do, and much to be, none of which will happen without our honest effort. A person's life isn't just work, but work makes a person better. And that's the good word. 